0: welcome to positive talk
1: radio our goal is simple to explore evolving ideas one conversation at a time so stay with us As right now we present very excited some of my favorite people in the entire world are here that is sisters jay and her and mary and ted who is the producer and i want to And welcome to uh, Positive Talk Radio. And that that was Sisters J doing breathe in, and we can bring everybody on because this is fun to do. And and uh, ladies, how are you? And Ted, how are you? I could didn't know you could play that well. <laughs> and and, and well, silly me. Neither and, did uh, I. <laughs> know, why weren't you in the video, Mary?
2: <laughs> I was, I didn't make the cutting room floor. <laughs> I was actually busy trying to hoard all the- I hate it you that. You know, round up all the kiddos. We you know? tried, to
3: because um, her, my dad, and my grandma were all in one clip where everybody was when we, when we were doing Ring Around the Rosie, but everybody was going one way and the camera was going the other. So every time I watched it, I got so dizzy. I was like, if I'm dizzy, everybody else is going to be dizzy. <laughs> so- <laughs> I can't do that, but it was one of my favorite clips, though.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Right. Me I tell you what,
2: it makes me cry every time I watch it.
1: It, it, it was—it really is a piece of art that is going to stand the test of time, I think, because you, first of all, uh, Elizabeth, what were you, sixteen when you wrote that? Yes, sir. How is that even possible? Because that is, and then how much work did Ted, how much work did you have to do to fix it up? I get, I don't know. Oh my God, we started
4: this all last year and um, we kept on, they sang at least 15 different days, 12 hours a day over and over and over again. I mean, it was just so much work. No, (laughs) it was, you know, these girls can sing. They just can sing right away. It you know, makes it, You work on things on the track and the music and stuff like that, but their vocals are just, uh, they just sound, you know, they have a sound. And the only thing we did is we just uh, had them sing like everything together because it just makes it even more powerful. Their voices are so alike that you can't even tell that they're singing together. It's just really uh, amazing. You talk to them on the phone, you don't know who you're talking to. You know, they, they sound exactly the same, so they are just unique and special. In that video you were referencing before, uh, I could just talk about them. I don't need a script or anything.
1: Yeah, well, and if you wanna to go to Sisters J, which is the YouTube channel, they've got some things there, then including Ted did an interview and was talking about the girls and and how hard did they work and what they do really? and, and referenced some of the people, because if, if you don't know who, uh, Mr. Perlman is, and I don't like to call you Mr. Perlman because it's a sign of respect for somebody that has done so many things with so many people, including Dylan and Whitney Houston, and and <laughs> just a ton of a ton of folks. And uh, um, ladies, it has to make you feel good that he puts you in the same category with them.
3: It's hard to fathom that sometimes. I still think he's teasing us. But I know he's being genuine. So it really does mean a lot.
0: <laughs> now
4: this this point, so so i worked with all these people and that's all great, right? But since I got to Nashville, I like what I'm doing. Uh, it's, it's, it's just more important to me because it's just from where my life is now. So all those people, they're all great and everything. But um, like working with these two wonderful girls and their family, it's like, that's where my heart is and that's who i am so you know when i was working with bob dylan bob is you know bob is something special but he's not them and you know bob doesn't hit me here you know in my heart so it's this that's where i am in my life now with uh with my faith in my life so this is more important to me the the people you know whether it's the, the sisters J or billy gaines these people really mean more because their uh, faith path parallels my own and that it just makes the music uh, sound better. My personal life, my wife, all of it in Jesus makes all of this more important than a thousand names I could pull out. So, you know, when I talk about what's important to me, if I do an interview like this, I talk about them because they're what's important to me now.
1: As well they should be because I will tell you, the the videos that you guys have produced and and hopefully I'm going to be able to play um, Open Win, uh, which is a just a dynamite song as well. Um, you have rather than a superficial attitude at a very young age. And Mary, this must be your fault, and you and your husband's fault.
0: It is um, our but, fault. Yes. Um,
1: but at a very tender age, you have you have. <laughs> It's like you're an old soul. You have a, a really cool heart and you really care for a, a lot of different kinds of people, regardless of who they are, where they come from, or or what they were born with, that they've got a challenge or two. It's just amazing to me that at your age, you're not you're not being superficial. You're being really down to earth. It's, it's pretty remarkable. Congratulations, Mary. Oh,
2: thank you so much. I am... Um... I'm really grateful for it. Um, you know, I was around it my whole life, you know, um, the influence that was in my life. I remember being six years old and my next door neighbor had down syndrome. That was like my first experience with it. And I didn't know that there's, that it was different. You know what I mean? Um, it was explained to me by her parents, but, uh, my mother, came into the workforce in the 70s. She worked at a college in Orlando and didn't know what she was doing, but God laid a passion on her heart. And all the laws were coming in, like IDEA and FAPE and uh, disability laws were coming in. And she got a job at a college, and she was put in the disability office, which you don't use those words anymore. But all of her students were handicapped. I mean, use disability, you don't use the word handicap anymore, but all of her students had a handicap of some sort. And there there was nothing for the kids, no programs or anything at the colleges. So my mother, with no understanding of what she was doing, started writing grants and all this money was coming in from the federal government at that time with these new laws, so she was able to get money at the college and she wrote all these programs and then traveled the country, not knowing what she was doing, just doing what God told her to do, right? and um she was able to train others across the country and you know, some of those programs are still used today but when i was growing up you know there would be any time middle school high school where we might have somebody at the house who had uh was in a wheelchair or cerebral palsy or was deaf or uh was blind and they would be eating dinner at our house with us you know for my mother took people in you know home-cooked meal uh compassion so that was kind of normal with growing up for me and i really had no idea that effect that it would have on me as an adult becoming an advocate and then having two children with needs and actually all three of my kids have had needs at various times uh but uh becoming an advocate and that being a profession i do in my life um you know i think all kids need to be around all kids all kinds of kids because it teaches them compassion and it teaches them uh, that everyone is just beautiful the way they are. And it allows them to come outside of themselves and not just think about themselves. I think it's a really important thing that's missed a lot of places.
1: Yeah, I agree. And, uh, you know, um, Ted and I were of a certain age where I remember <laughs> a, <laughs> I re- I remember a, um, a place called Fircrest school in the Seattle area. And that's where uh down syndrome kids were housed. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were taken out of the community. This is back in the sixties. Mm-hmm. They were taken out of the community wow. and were, and were housed at these, at these places. So you never saw them. Um, right. and, never wow. Yeah. And, but there are some, some, you, you know, just watching that video, the, the shining faces ah. and the unabashed, a joy that they feel. Um, it's just amazing. It, it, and its I wish I, <laughs> we think that we are normal and they're not. I wish that we were like them and would have unabashed joy about everything that we did.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. They are great teachers for us. Um, you think about a child is born, maybe you have a child who's deaf and blind or one or the other. As a parent, you have to learn the world through their eyes or ears And you have to come outside the box to learn, how does all this work? I mean, Lily and my son were both nonverbal as children. And I had to teach Lily her alphabet through song because she couldn't say the letters. Um, I'd teach her her own language. And so that was my entrance into the world of, okay, so we have to do this a little differently. I got to figure out what's going to work for my child. And uh, this is our norm you Know, uh, whatever's going to be for the highest and best good of my kid to help them be the most successful they can be, that's what I did. And, um, and I, I mean, I'm not saying I've done anything any better than anyone else, I just that was our life path. And, um, you know, Lily went from not being able to speak the English language to she's a singer, she has written. A 500-page novel. She's in animation and filmmaking in college. I mean, anything is possible, you she's know. Been um,
3: many times,
2: huh? You know, go ahead.
3: She's just been a lead actress on stage many times. Mm-hmm. She's really cool.
2: Yeah, I mean, she's conquered so many things, and so is my son. I mean, my son was born and he couldn't swallow. You know, he stopped growing in utero. I mean, we were prepared for the worst-case scenario with him. I mean, he was uh, nonverbal regressed as well. And, I mean, it's just, you know, the power of the mind is absolutely an amazing thing. And to see children conquer things, Mm -hmm. it's just amazing. It's absolutely incredible. And even if you have a challenge, there's still a lot you can do. So that should never, ever keep you from trying things in life. A a parent should only encourage their children. Well, you know,
1: Mary um, and Ted, I think, will... back me up on this but uh i've been around a while and i tend to listen i listen very closely when people are having a conversation and you are so loving and caring with your kids um that that it it shines through in the things that you do you don't you you seem to be very patient and very very giving and very loving and and that and that Translates into something that's great for them as well, and it'll go down through the generations. We we have a choice. We can either have uh, negative generations going down and down, or we can have a positive impact generation, and it, and it tends to go through. And then you, and then because you guys are, um, you've got great energy and great vibration that that uh, great people tend to gravitate towards you. Um, and like Ted, who is you know mm, and, and yes. an amazing man in his own right. and, and oh, yeah. he, he now I understand is an honorary member of the family.
2: Oh, absolutely. He and Emily are and we're just you know we're collecting people and it's 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 wonderful that and girls, you can attest to this. <laughs> what did Ted do? Like my camera's up here.
1: He just shining <laughs> yes
2: shining he, his, his he, own light.
1: He needs to powder his head, is what he needs to do. He's, he's a little <laughs> shiny.
2: But I feel like we're collecting people as we go, right, Ted? And and mm-hmm. everyone we seem to be involved with, and I hope it stays this way. Uh, has integrity, hardworking, um, and you know, Jesus is at the heart. You know, um, and and who wants to be a part of what's already going out there in the world? You know, we, we should I also. It's not great.
4: There's a movie I recommend. It's called Champions. I don't know if you just saw this with Woody Harrelson. And there's a, you know, he has to, the kid, a whole bunch of kids with Down syndrome. And there's one little girl, she's really great. And uh, he's talking loud to her. She's going, I have Down syndrome. I'm not deaf. And she (laughs) she yells at him. She's this little, uh, she's like the best basketball player. He's not the coach because he gets busted for uh, drunk driving. So he has to do community service. So he has to take care of all these kids. And some of them um, have, you know, everything that you would say that, you know, ADD, this and that and everything, you know, Down syndrome, but he just falls in love with them and he got them to, like, win the championship was great. But, you know, that, um, that whole dynamic and, you know, it, it just makes everything, there's no disability. It's just all these cool kids that are just wonderful. Right. And as I said, Woody Harrelson's great. It's a great movie. It's a really great movie.
0: We'll have to watch I,
1: I've, I've seen previews of that. I would recommend that. And, you know, the other thing that struck me in watching you guys is that um, me and my brother uh, grew up, we're 18 months apart, and we didn't really get along our our whole lives. Uh, My sons are three years apart. They don't get along uh, their whole lives. And yet you've got two beautiful girls who love each other. And even when you were just sitting there waiting for us to get – waiting for me to get my act together so that we could do this episode – you guys are sitting there and laughing and and carrying on because you it's clear that you have a deep deep affection for one another and that that is really cool
2: i'm proud of
3: it i love it Mm -hmm. i threatened them
2: you know growing up
3: (laughs) yes we've been so scared getting mad at each other because
2: you better party. like your sister or you're yeah. not eating dinner <laughs>
3: this is an active thing all the whole time yep. well, we used yep. to argue a lot when we were younger yeah. but as we've gotten older it's like having a built-in best friend and you can say the same thing with Carson too or a little trio well quintet the
4: you should see us our work um dynamic is really interesting
3: Yes, that's a big word for it.
4: I take turns fighting. You have to fight with them different because they're each individual, but fight with Lily, fight with Elizabeth, fight with Lily, fight with Elizabeth, get tired of that, fight with Mary, play with (laughs) Carson. You know, it's like that. Say hey to Charlie, you know, (laughs) just go from room to room, you know. Play with the dog. Say hi to the mother. And
2: then, you know. and then, and then Ted says, "I'm Italian.
3: I'm from New York." He's swore I do it. it. The other day, and it scared the crap out of her. And I was like, <laughs>
4: right, it's her dog, Bella. dog, yeah." He like
3: barks at her, and she's never had that done before to her. She's she scared like, her. And it was but. really funny. <laughs> was
4: yeah, their the family is just really uh, like an extended version. You know, it's like my extended family. And just all of them, they just, um, they just went right into my heart, like instantly, you know, it was like, what happened? You know, so I said, but what's great is that I can work with them. I can talk to Mary about business. We can disagree about business, whatever like that, but we can work and we can have a personal relationship. So it's, it's wonderful. Uh, You don't always get that. You know, sometimes you can have a a business or personal thing and the two kind of like uh, clash against each other. But um, yeah. this woman is just really uh, special. I'm not afraid to talk to. I'm afraid to talk to Lily, but I'm not afraid to talk to
2: Mary. <laughs> <anything>. <laughs> Lily may be small, but she's a little scary sometimes. <laughs> yes, yeah, she, is.
0: She, is,
4: she is. She is not to be uh, messed with, you know. I mean, they're both strong, really strong. And I don't kid with anybody that I don't love and respect. If I don't respect you, I'm not funny. I am not uh, affable or communicative or something like that. I just, okay, thank you. Okay. Bye. (laughs) That means I don't really think much of you. So I'm like, you know, making 10 stupid jokes or whatever like that. That means I really truly respect. And it's hard for me to love anybody I don't respect. And I just respect them as individuals, as part of a group, as part of a family dynamic, and just, they're just, you know, I, I can't say enough.
2: Oh, well, well, Lily, Ted, what
4: makes you so tough? Did I, did I say everything I wrote down? Yeah. Yeah,
2: did yeah. you put on your list? We Easy. love you, Ted, very much. Yeah. We, we, it's an honor and a blessing to can't, have you in our lives. And yeah. I can't say
4: enough. Emphasize how much you love them. Yeah, okay, I got it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, Lily, what makes you so tough? I don't know. <laughs> um, she's, she's the youngest one, youngest uh, middle Just girl.
3: So
2: you got you yeah she's the middle kid that's part of it right oh
3: i know what i want she was, she,
2: <laughs> i think it's because she maybe she couldn't you know she couldn't we couldn't understand her when she was little so maybe that's what gave her fighting spirit i don't know um you just
3: she you know tell you how it is like and i've always admired that because i have well i've tried to grow out of it. I sugarcoat things a little too much, and then she'll tell you how it is. How did you do that? And you is is that I won't (laughs) tell it directly to someone that it is about, but I will tell her. And it will be facts. And I'm just like... (laughs) (laughs) She is... so very young, but very wise beyond her years. Like there are things that she's like oh, yelled really cool. at one her friends because they were asking for advice, and she said it like she was speaking from like a Jane Austen novel or something. I was like, it took me like ten years to figure that <laughs> out. That's <laughs> really cool.
0: That's true. I don't
3: know where it comes from other than God. So,
1: <laughs> well, where else would it come from, dear? She's older than you and me, Kevin.
2: Yeah, she yeah. is older than everybody here. But you know, as her mother, sometimes I have to go Lily <laughs> to give her. <them> their- <laughs> I have to go. Okay, child, back down. Because sometimes the girls will what? say bruh, to me, and I'm like, "I am not uh, your bra, what? bro. I am uh, your mom." I'm
3: friend, what? other than What's my mom. My
0: friend.
3: No,
2: no. They go, they're like, bruh? our list will go. Or she'll text me and go, "Bro," or "Dude." <laughs>
3: I'd bruh. say dude more than I say. I haven't said bruh in a long time. That's guess, just, oh. What's it's
2: just bruh, it's basically
3: saying what? Anyway, <laughs> right. you're, you're
2: so <laughs> here we go. Uh-huh. You're giving- <laughs> I
0: know
2: I'm giving. Oh no, where'd the girls go? Oh, did, did they drop off?
0: They're here.
1: Hold on.
2: <laughs> okay. There you are. The curtains closed in front of us. <laughs> <laughs> We've been waiting. No, the, okay, you're you're done. The curtain closed. You're off. Get out yeah, of here. I, I be,
3: goodness.
2: Okay. No, but yeah, but Lily's Lily's very sweet too. She just she's very strong. I, I know that like some of our neighbors went when Carson and all their kids were little and as adults we wanted to sit and have an adult meal and the kids would be maybe up here in the bonus room, somebody screaming, we just send Lily up here. She just come up here and just roll over him. All right, stop that. Sit down. Y'all split up. <laughs> we just let her have it. We're like, oh, we're gonna finish our dinner.
3: James, one of our neighbors, he used to call me the warden. And I was
4: like <laughs> The Warden? Yeah.
3: yeah. The warden, because I have a very loud voice when I want to command something because of Peter. I learned how to talk very loudly.
4: So scale house rock.
0: But yeah. So, I
3: mean, my um, theater director makes me do it because I can't get everyone's attention. <laughs> yep.
1: Well, so let me see. You guys are um, Elizabeth is the singer or the songwriter. Yeah. And you are the illustrator and uh, the and screenwriter. Yeah. Did you do Story. screenwriting too?
3: Well, I'll eventually turn my stories into screen uh, place
1: because I want to turn them into TV shows and stuff. But yeah, you guys are really talented, and part of that's because Mary's really talented. You've got a book series coming out. Uh, what's the name of the book series you decided? This is a world premiere, by the way. I think.
2: Yes. So the series we have just renamed it and revamped it. It's going to be the inspiring the inspired kids. Series and there's three of them in it to start with right now, and one is called Perfectly Me, it's so sweet, and then one's called um, Look at Me, and the other one's called Oh the Wonder of Me. And so they're like newborn <laughs> to kindergarten, second grade, and they were they're pretty much inspired by Little Man, who I had very late in life, uh, but they're really inspired by my kids. Period, um, but very excited about it. So we're, we're we've got the Inspired Kids series coming out, and then we're going to do an Inspired Kids collection. And that's going to be uh, some various stories.
1: Well, congratulations! You guys are working very hard to be to to help to help humanity in in a bunch of different ways. And it's we're trying. Really, really,
2: why is what is he giggling about down there? <laughs> <I don't
4: know. laughs> it, it's sneezing. I put.
3: sneezing. Oh, I kept muting it because I kept sneezing. I didn't want to interrupt, Mom. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I,
1: and bless you, by the way. Thank you. Bless you. So it's it's so you've got three songs out now, and you're working on a fourth, right? Yes, sir. How far along is the fourth one?
3: We have. uh... Oh,
1: beautiful! It's really cool. We did it. We did
4: um, a radio interview last week on Nashville Free Radio, and they premiered it on there. I mean, just it's not uh, finished, (laughs) but the oh, (laughs) it's. It's still sneezing, sorry, I, 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 hold on, hold on a second. I, I, I like doing sound effects anyway. Um, but they- Your phone was Mary, sneezing? The, no, I pulled the sneeze sound because Elizabeth was sneezing, so I wanted to oh. add the sound effect. But Mary and my wife, Emily, were in the other room and uh, they were singing this song, Creeks and Rivers, and just like, the, they were there crying, you know, just beautiful, all heard all the way home from the station was how beautiful it was. So we started working on it the other day, and um, it's
0: just,
1: it's magical. It's a really magical song. So the saga continues. Uh, when are you going to put out your first album? <laughs> okay. Don't see that lady at <laughs> the top, right? Hi,
2: yeah, don't, don't get Ted started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I well, first of I, all, I understand that putting a complete album together of ten or twelve songs is extremely expensive. No. It's not. Yeah,
2: so we need a donation button. Anyone out there that wants to donate, we will freely take it. You
4: can do a whole, do a whole album for fifteen ninety
2: five. No, you cannot. <laughs> Try fifty thousand. Fifteen
3: ninety
4: five. Yes. No. It's not just the uh, the expensive part of it. It's the time, as you can tell from the uh the hardy girls down here they are very um busy and i'm busy so coordinating mary and their schedule and my schedule is a little bit of a work you know this there's school is there's and
2: it's magic and
4: yeah so getting everybody in the same place it uh, takes a lot of work but um you know it shouldn't it shouldn't be much longer, it
2: no, be much longer. no we've got we've got out of songs we just have to to get them finished. And um, well, I say we, Elizabeth, Lily and Ted have to get them finished um, in order to, uh, but we have enough material. Um, and then we're gonna be putting on, I don't know when, I was hoping to have a date today to talk about um, a concert. I think we're gonna do it live, but we're going it'll be online as well. So other folks can watch. And uh, part of what we're gonna be doing is raising awareness and uh, funds for Down syndrome and Autism uh, Association.
1: That's really good. That's really cool. So, you, But you don't have a date yeah. for that yet?
2: No, I don't have a date for it yet because uh, like, we are coordinating, like we have to coordinate our schedules and then some of the other artists that we have joining us. I've got to get everybody's, you know, I've got to get everybody's schedule coordinated. So it takes a little bit of mm-hmm. back and forth for that.
0: So. Sure.
1: Well, and you guys have started doing some live, um, shows you're going to do a bunch of different live things. How do you like that? Is that is that better than being in the studio?
3: <laughs> I think there's um, magic to both aspects of it. Like playing live is really cool because you get uh, to sing to people and tell stories to people, and you get to see the uh, look on their faces and blah 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 just to be there with other mm-hmm. people and then in the studio you get to kind of create that kind of magic together which is really mm-hmm. fun. so it's mm-hmm. like we've played more live than we have in a long time and it's really really cool yeah. like the other day we played at a festival with ted and that was a really surreal experience yeah we got really there cool. and i was like the stage is like, oh wow so <laughs> oh my god there's a lot of people here <laughs> yes. and it was really cool
4: it was really really cool I don't know which one of these you can see here, but if you can see, I'm putting up to the microphone. Can you,
0: can you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 I don't don't hear
4: it, Yes,
3: I can hear photos and taste color.
4: What <laughs> yes, do <laughs> you <can laughs> taste color?
1: That's a song. Oh, yeah,
3: you, a, can, you can kind of see it, not really. kind of see it. And You're I blurry, i like blurring. Right,
1: right. Oh, wait. You, can, you, you can go to Sister's Day on YouTube. There it was.
2: Yeah, I posted it on the YouTube page. Uh, um, Yeah. I did. Ted brought together. Go ahead, Ted.
4: This one better. Yeah, so I
3: did
4: did a show and it was called uh, Ted Perlman and Friends. And I brought up three of the people that I'm producing. um, And uh, they came up and they were just uh, beautiful and they just great. And it was cool to do. We've been doing Breathe In with just the guitar. So it was nice to do it with the track from the record and to have all the uh, background vocals and stuff like that. I mean, you you record something, and in the old days, like when you go back to Frank Sinatra, they would do something on the road and then go record it after you know all the insides and outs. So nowadays, you end up doing it uh, backwards because once you start doing it live, especially we don't have a band, so we were doing with tracks and I brought a um, keyboard player along, but when you start working live with a band, like I remember hearing Britney Spears talk about this, that once she started doing it live and britney Spears is like although she got made fun of just being this like shallow artist she came from the disney talent pool so she was trained in dancing singing and everything so she's was really really good and when they got on the road they just started opening the arrangements up to allow more for you know interaction with the audience and you just want to lift it to another level so i can't wait to take these out and you know take a band with the two girls and just uh Just, you know, see where the songs grow to, you know, when there's an audience there. It's a whole different thing.
1: So you played um, um, Breathe In for the live audience. Did you get a response? What kind of response did you get? Oh,
4: people left, got up, and walked away.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It was a really positive response. Mm. Um, It's always really cool to see Emily cheering down at the front and then to see Mom and Dad and Carson. And we saw some friends... Um, that we haven't seen in a while. There were neighbors, um, people that dad used to work with. Um, I saw one of my friends that I went to elementary school with, and so like, it was really cool to see just a bunch of, like a, a variety of people to come out and like. I, mean, what you think? I think it's cool to see people's faces light up and their heads just start bopping. Yes. And it's just like, yeah, get the beat, please. <laughs> <laughs> like- you know I mean?
4: <laughs> even Even our sound check tech uh, Caitlin, who came from the CMC, with yeah. Giovanni, uh, in the video, you, when you guys were there, head would start going back and forth. It was cool. <laughs> when we did the Blueberry Cafe, it yes. had the best response of any of the, there were 18 different acts on um, yeah. that night. And um, so, you know, they, they decide if they have time, you can come back and do a second song. So I just knew they'd be asked to come back and do a second song because the place went crazy and they were just applauding. And instead of that, they picked the second song from some computer-generated random number thing. I was like, "What?"
2: They, oh, they, right. They, they killed it. They would just yeah well and it was funny because the whole night almost every artist who got up said i need to take their advice i need to breathe in right now so it was a song that really touched everybody in the bluebird that night and so there were there were things that kept being said about it so it was a it's it's one that struck the memory which was good because i i don't know was that the first time y'all had done that one maybe you hadn't done it live like that very much at the that was like in the beginning i think that was a while we, ago we,
4: we did a couple of different ones soul other places. places.
2: oh right yeah there was a couple other places but um you know the bluebird I, kevin i don't know if you've ever been there but it's very tiny very very tiny and iconic here in nashville because a lot of yeah. people lot have been, been discovered there. there a lot of famous people come through they they have lots of concerts there but it's super tiny they probably can't fit more than I would assume a hundred people in there, maybe 75. I don't know, but, um, it's very tight. And so the stage where the stage is set, um, it's very intimate in there. And so when the, the singer songwriter or group is on stage, you can't have more than three people up there. Um, the entire room is completely focused on that person or those people on stage and mm-hmm. nobody moves, nobody gets them to the bathroom. Nobody really even touches their drinks or anything because it's so quiet while you're listening to the person performing. <laughs> so it is a really cool experience.
1: I have 10
4: jokes from what you just said. That, uh,
3: <laughs> oh, good say, Lord. You know, okay, Ken. Are you having trouble
4: with uh, frequent urination? Sisters J will keep you from peeing. Uh, for as long as they're on stage. I mean, I, I could re- I could run an infomercial for
0: you. Know, like,
4: do you suffer from, listen to our music. You will stay out of the bathroom. Sorry. <laughs> Ed, edit, edit, cut this part out.
3: <laughs> when we were singing our song and like I went back and watched the video and there were a few people in the front and they were just bopping the whole time. Mm-hmm. And it was so cool to see people just kind of get into it. And we haven't had that response before. No. So it just it this, kind uh... of, it almost helps you relax on stage. Because yeah. instead of them just like staring at you like statues, they're getting into it as much as you are, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Yeah.
4: They're so, like, they're so honest when they come on stage and sing. There's just an honesty about them. There's no pretension. And it's just, it's, this is who we are there's nothing fake about us and it just people feel that and you know they can get that the audience feels it
1: you're 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 genuine and and oh by the way there are people that are in their 30s and 40s that are just now learning how to breathe <laughs> and to breathe in how did you write that when you were 16
3: i really don't know I we know. actually God, I mean, really, God, I remember uh, I had half of the song done but like all of these words just kind of came to me and she helped me finish writing it I mean, she's just as much a songwriter as I am, but I remember finishing it <laughs> right there, my, my bed's right here I right really <laughs> finished writing it right here I have this, I do remember like, that memory um, but I remember I started writing it downstairs, in these chairs that we had for like 20 plus years um, and I wanted to write a lullaby to kind of just be uh, comforting to people struggling with anxiety and stress. Because, you know, that's everybody in the world. <laughs> because we're all, we are all struggle with stress at some point in our lives, myself including. Because um, around that time, there was just a lot going on in high school, blah, 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 blah. But I remember finishing it. I was showing it to one of my other friends. And then I was like, Lily, help me finish this. Because the words just kind of, uh, we use the word down low. They just kind of came to me. And then we started singing it together. And Lily put in her harmonies, which she's a genius at that. It's really cool. (laughs) And then I remember uh, not really feeling the punch of the words until I was uh, a sophomore in college. So I was 19 her age at that point and um there were, <laughs> there were open there was a coffee shop by the school where i was going to and they did open mic nights and i went to go play and then i was talking about the song who we called who you are at the point um and i was explaining it and it almost felt like the word just kind of came out of my mouth like this is God telling me to just move in and remember who you are and just relax and remember that you're a child of God. And I was like, Whoa, where did that come from? And I was like, if I need to hear this, so does everybody else. And so that's just how we feel about what we feel about it, how we see it, but it also can be interpreted in so many different ways, which is the platform that we've tried to use. Mm-hmm.
4: Well, you breathe, said, breathe the breath is like a prayer you know yeah. the amen is really men the ah, uh, the amen so that exactly.
1: Well, and I will tell you and, and I know that if, when Ted sits and talks to guys that have been songwriters for a long time, they'll tell you the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know where it came from. it just showed up <laughs> and, it's, and some people call it a download. Some people call it inspiration
0: because
1: mm-hmm. um, music is one of the things that is given to us from somewhere else because it has such an impact on all of us emotionally and physically and and except when Ted plays his guitar. Um, somewhere
3: <laughs> <laughs> out
1: there, Denise, <laughs> dun, dun 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 Because I, I've told this story many times that Paul McCartney woke up with yesterday and uh, um, had no idea where it came from. That's true. It just it just showed up, and I know people that are writers, uh, people that do poetry, people that are novelists. They'll all, as a matter of fact, I get to interview a gal. You guys will appreciate this story. Again, a gal's going to be on uh, my show at two o'clock this afternoon, and uh, she's written a, a book. And she woke up one morning. She's a orthodontist. I don't know if you've if you had your teeth had to have your teeth worked on or not, but. You know, she's North orthodontist by trade. she's got this big practice. Well, she w- woke up at four o'clock in the morning one morning, and uh, with a voice that was in that she thought was outside of herself, which was, "It's time to start writing." Mm-hmm. And so she um, put a robe on and she went and looked in the bathroom and looked in the living room because she swore that there was somebody there, and there was nobody there, and she was by herself. And so she called her, she texted her therapist at 4 o'clock in the morning. She must pay that one a lot of money. And, <laughs> uh, and the therapist texted back and said, so um, did you start writing? Picked up a journal and, um, um, and a pen and a candle, and she started writing. And she had no wow. idea what she was going to write about, but she just started writing. And she wrote from 4 to 5 o'clock, and then it stopped. She couldn't write anymore after that. So she got ready to go to work and went to work. The next day, she, um, same thing happened. Only this time the voice was in her head, she says. And it was, uh, um, it's time to start writing. And so from 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock in the morning for 18 months, every morning she got up and wrote. She could not write after that. She couldn't write that before that. It was during that particular moment in time, and she wrote 10,000 pages. It is now a four-book series that is coming out this fall, and is key, and it's the the title of the series is Keep Your Little Light On, uh, which Aww. means the light that's inside of you that comes from a so it is. It is a really, it's it's a really cool. Her name is um, uh, Sonia, and uh, it's it's a really really cool story. But that happens to all of us. It can if you let it. If you if you're open to it, and uh, first, it first doesn't Samuel, have to be when you're 110 like me, huh? First Dad? Samuel,
4: First Samuel, uh, Samuel heard the voice of uh, God, and he said, "Here I am." In Hebrew, it's he nani. And then uh he yelled out what and you know the uh Eli, the uh, the old man he was living with, he said, I didn't call you. And then same thing again, here came the voice and Samuel cried out, He nay, me, here I am. And then finally he realized God was talking to him. So that you know, that's happened. Um Joan of Arc heard God talk to her. Yeah. Sure so, so it could be to write, it could be to um to put your hat on or take your hat off god god will tell us what to do we just need to uh, listen you know what choices to make sometimes we don't listen and you know it usually doesn't work out very well but pay attention to that voice a lot of times god's voice may sound like us but it's not our words it'll come to nice. our head so that's what i hear
2: yeah and that nudging you have about telling you things to do or not to do or people to talk to or not talk Mm -hmm. to or directions to go that's all god i mean that's where my first children's book came from in 2013. you know i was in a state of complete incredible gratitude for surviving the birth of my son and him surviving and in an instant it's like this story came and I didn't even have a notebook around me, so I had to remember it. Um, and I was like, "Wow, that is so cute. I love that. I'll save it for my son." And so I didn't do anything with it for two years because I just thought I—I I didn't realize I was supposed to do something with it. Except that there was this like, this nudging. I felt like on my shoulder that kept saying, "You've got to do something with this story." And then I didn't know who to talk to or where to go. So I just naively talked to somebody who was published and they happened to introduce me to our friend Thornton Klein and said, I think you guys would get along. And we met and he read what I wrote. He read what I, all the things I had written at that time, because all this stuff started coming out and everything was in rhyme. And I was like, where's this all coming from? You know, and this like floodgate opened and, um, he said, I really like this story. Can I write 10 original songs for it? And I was like, uh, sure. I don't know. You don't say no to that, right? <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and he did it in a week and came over to the house. The girls were here. Uh, Carson's OT therapist was in the house and he played it on our keyboard and I cried because it was just perfect for the book. The girls recorded the songs. Uh, we got a contract very quickly with the publisher Um, the book launched February 9th of 2017 and then that's kind of how the girls started singing publicly other than praise and worship music at church, you know, or leading worship. Um, I'd have a book event and they would come and sing the songs and that's sort of how this, the journey began. And of course you,
1: you do understand that that is just a wild coincidence, right? Uh,
2: Well, it's when you surrender and allow and you open, you surrender and you let the, okay. Then all the doors open. When you listen to what God has for you to do or your plan or what your path is, then it's like all these doors open, you know, and they definitely don't open when you're pushing, you know, pushing that rock up the hill. Mm-hmm. You know, they may open. They just don't open gracefully.
4: I want to know about Carson's Old Testament therapist. You said uh, his OT. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
4: so in, in seminary, we studied NT and OT. So,
2: <laughs> that's know, occupational.
4: OT NT.
2: That's occupational therapy, but that's hilarious. Oh, okay. I thought yeah, a the
4: therapist would pass, you know, and like a Hasidic rabbi out <laughs> He
2: came in the and, house like this.
4: Yeah, I said it's time to go, your Hasan.
1: You know, I, I just have to say that when, you, Mary, when I when I called you the other day and you were at the studio, you guys were having the time of your lives. You you're having a really good time uh, working yeah. on stuff. And, and it's, it's really nice to see people that get along. And I, I've been so fortunate in my life because I get, to, I get to talk to some really outstanding people. And what I've learned is that the, the commitment that one has to one's family can change everything about what happens in life. Um, yes. Yeah. There's a uh, gentleman who's going to be on the show again. He wrote uh, Daddy's Girl, and his daughter, um, when she was 27 years old, had a baby. And then they discovered she had stage four colon cancer and had um, less than a year to live. Um, I got the chance to interview her, her son, who is now 17, because the family worked together. And they worked with to find the finest therapist and the and and had a lot of faith and they got through it. And now she's cancer free. Wow. That's the kind of stories that I love to I love to hear and love to talk oh, about. Oh
2: no, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord.
1: And it happens. And it can and it can happen to all of us. And and it does. It does happen to all of us. And and look at look at the look at the two of you shining stars that are gonna be doing some great work in your lives and you're going to be, I, th- I think you're going to be able to do anything that you choose to do.
3: We're trying. Uh, however I that think, plays out. I think it kind of all started when mom started writing books, like officially, and then met Gordon, because when we met Gordon, we started writing through that, the music, and then I became a published illustrator after that. And they um, really kind of started
1: there because I, I started writing because mom started doing so, cool. so, so at the tender age of nineteen, you're a published illustrator. Yes, yes she. Is. You know that's really not fair. that You guys have so much talent. It's not fair.
3: <laughs> well, I mean, you can't really complain. mean
2: <laughs> well she started write, She started drawing when she was about eighteen months old. So both the girls did a lot of drawing as children and um she would sit there at the age of two and three and draw like details for days on one thing and I would be like hmm is that normal but you know what? she's busy and it's healthy I'm gonna let her just go for it you know and the girls when they got a little bit older they would do stop-motion videos like they spent like I don't know how many summers it was And their little friends would come over and they would spend all day on these little stop motion Barbie videos. Right. And, um, yeah. And it was, is wonderful because I was like, they're so, they're having so much fun, but because Elizabeth was in the bedroom, because, um, Elizabeth was very, very, very shy and so shy that she at times wouldn't, she wouldn't talk to anybody. You know, she wouldn't, um, I'd be like the only person she would talk to. And um, I, because of, I guess, being a creative person myself and knowing that we are these, uh, you know, we're, we're just these channels for creativity to flow through, right, in this world. And that is our son, my son in the background, folks. Why don't you come over here and wave, okay? I think he's feeling left out. So he's making as much noise as he possibly can. No, 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 Shh. No, baby dinosaur, stop, okay. So um, the uh, he's always a party. There's never a dull moment. Okay. So um, <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> that's why you're a great mom.
2: Oh my gosh! I don't know that's about me. a great mom. I'm not sure what my kids would say. But um, he um, what what I saw was. that back. Okay. I'm, blah, 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 blah. So what I saw was the girls were, we, I used music like when the, when Lisa with was in the, in utero and Lily was too, we listened, I listened to a lot of orchestral music. So when the girls were little, that was some of their very favorite music. Bach, Tchaikovsky, you know, uh, all these different artists. And so they have a large repertoire of music. They love. And both of them have played an orchestra orchestra, both play multiple instruments, but because we're intended to be i'm just watching a tornado over here um because we're intended to be creative i think if you open that channel for your kids and just you know i would say to them if you need to talk about something you can't process it or you don't know how you're feeling you need to write about it you need to draw it you need to dance it out you need to exercise you need to do whatever it is, <laughs> whatever. it. Okay. I need you to calm down now, please. Aww. Whatever it is, use that, um, you just hang it up, use that channel for you. Now in their life, it allowed Elizabeth to be able to write how she was feeling when she couldn't talk about it. So I think that's why she's such an incredible writer. And for Lily, what happened. She, um, and we won't go into any detail, but she did go through a trauma. She, she, she went through a trauma as a child. (laughs) She went through a trauma as a child. Sorry. I've said that three times now. And, um, art was her channel, her way to process through that, through her life. So I've seen the great effects of, of the creativity, different avenues for what it has done for my kids. And so here we are. And and, I, and they use those tools in their life now, even, you know, when they need to to deal with something. I mean, watching Elizabeth play an instrument, like the clarinet, because that's her first intr- instrument since she was 11. But watching her play, she becomes one with that instrument. And that, to me, when when somebody can do that, that is one of the most beautiful things you could ever watch with a person. Because in that moment they are expressing all they are and it's so pure you know
1: i just want to make sure that everybody who's listening to this now or in the future understands that these two beautiful girls who have angelic voices that write and do what they do um one of them didn't speak when she was a child the other one was terribly terribly shy and now they get on stage and front of Five hundred people, or or ten people, Mm -hmm. or whatever it is, and do and do some remarkable things. Um, You're you're a you're a wonderful family, and you're a great example of what can be if everybody works Mm -hmm. together for the betterment of all. And you should be very very proud of you Mm -hmm. yourselves. And I know Ted tells you that all the time, don't you, Ted?
4: Yeah, I found a recording of Elizabeth um, playing. And uh, hold on a second, hold on a second. Wait, 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 wait. Let it finish. Let it finish here. Here it is. I did this up, so if I was recording it before she even met me. how this, this
0: Carson, <laughs> just typed that out.
4: I mean, she played really nice.
3: I don't know. <laughs> it sounds like me, but I don't know.
4: No, no, that was. That was you. And it was you, hold on a second. It was you playing the uh, Rhapsody for Solo clarinet by G. (laughs) Mila
1: And um, it sounded really, really nice. (laughs) (laughs) You're
0: very kind.
1: (laughs) I would like to thank all of you guys for coming back and with the new song uh, "Breathe In." I hope it sells a billion copies and and because it, it can really be helpful to humanity, and that's what you do, and that that is so cool that you, that you do that you do that all. Uh, Mary, anything before we go? I, I, well, I- if we
2: sell a billion copies, then we can pay Ted. We can get the album done. We can buy the old church bus he wants to and travel the country and say yeah,
4: well I take it on the road. So I was trying I'll to drive the dog because I heard dogs, the driving daytime, dogs. So I was I was trying to like add this to where the noise for the dog <laughs>
3: you know,
4: like that. So I can put my own uh, sound on it. You know, but there, you know, it, it's it's hard for a kid to be just uh, sitting there and the sisters upstairs and mothers on there like that. So kids like to be loved and be attended to and stuff. So I I know even at my age, you know, all of us just want, you know, people to like to see us. So, you know, he's an amazing kid. I said, he's in the video. He has musical talent, like he's full of musical talent. And um, I think he's gonna do just some great things. He's really, uh, besides being really, really good looking, which is gonna be a problem for his parents. Also, you were saying that the talent for these two girls came from uh, America. I wanna give uh, daddy, daddy Jackson a little bit of uh credit for having something to do with that their father Charlie's amazing man so um you know like I said and their married mother frida is just wonderful so there's so much uh talent and love in that uh, family that just you know from all over I haven't even met all of them yet
2: <laughs> oh my lord I have the Tasmanian devil here with me <laughs>
1: Oh, oh my God! I Kevin really? Carson. Carson, how are you? Any, you anything just, else you'd like to add, uh, Elizabeth and Lily, real quick before we go?
3: Um, thank you so much for having us on again. Yes. we very much enjoy hanging out with you I and guess. talking about the good things in life. Very much. Um,
2: and no. <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> I, like, can you see what he just printed out? Yes, <laughs> yes. Is, yes. The, the label maker we had to buy for school to put all it all the, the school wants the label on all his stuff. So he's going crazy with the label maker.
1: I imagine that your house is kind of loud from time to time. What
3: yeah,
2: yeah Ted, what, Ted, why don't you sing the new song for us? Sing our new song as we go. We are sisters J.
4: today with Kevin McDonald.
1: We love him. That <laughs> you, guys, you guys are just special and we're getting... Actually, I was planning to go... Oh, oh. Stop! Stop.
2: Stop. Stop. <laughs> Somebody's needing attention, I think, just a little bit.
1: Yes, indeed.
2: So I was planning on
1: actually going out with this If you guys don't mind And I want to thank you guys for being here This is a song um, It's called Clearly By a group called Sisters J That's awesome
4: That's literally whistling
0: Nothing like I've ever seen. And when you catch me, you catch by, me, by, me the on, by the arm, sparks, sparks, sparks fly like you wouldn't believe.
4: That's really cool song.
1: <laughs> it really is. I know. It really is. That is Sisters J. And I need to turn the recording off now because I've gone way over time. we have got to do some edits, but uh, that's okay. Um, <laughs> really but if, if, she, if Taylor
4: Swift heard that, she would wish she wrote that song. I know.
2: I know. I, I just wish somebody had a connection to her.
4: Well. Ta- Taylor?
2: Yeah. yeah, that we knew.
4: No, no, no. We want the same success and we want oh. to follow that growth. You know? Oh, right.
2: Yes, we do. Yes. Let
4: right. her have her, her gift and rewards and enjoy her success. She's changing the economy of cities when she comes in. So that's pretty amazing. So we want we want that kind of success.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, you're you're destined for it. And uh, it's because it's in your heart and it's Thank clear.
2: You. <laughs> clearly. It's very clear. Very so clear. Clearly. Right an
1: it's
2: open win so i so mary will i see you on friday at three or five yes absolutely and yeah. then you'll see and i'm going to double check with thornton but i will be on for sure and then elizabeth will, will come on at 5 30
1: and we're going to play all your whole catalog we're going to play all three songs
2: awesome
1: and you can you can explain how they came to be and all that kind of stuff and uh, um i it, it'll be it'll be a lot of fun Sounds and good. where they where they can buy them and all that kind of stuff. And Lily, t- tomorrow is not going to be good, but you're going to get over it fast. Oh, I thought it was yesterday.
2: No, it's tomorrow. Ah. No, it's tomorrow. That's why we did. That's why we did this today. Remember, because ah, that's yeah, right, tomorrow. Right. So, so, we have to make this money, and then Ted's yeah, going to buy the bus, and then yeah, Kevin's going to yeah. drive the bus. Yeah, I'll, I'll, and we're going to we're going to paint it psychedelic hippie. Okay.
1: Perfect. Jesus, <laughs> I,
2: Revo- we're gonna put Jesus Revolution on it.
4: I like <laughs> okay. the portrait. Okay. Really?
3: People go dizzy on the high st- the, the interstate, and then there's really a bunch of car
2: wreck behind us. No, no. Yeah, no.
4: those but those buses don't go fast. Drive, yes.
2: An old church bus does not go very fast.
4: So I work with David
0: Cassidy, and he no. told me he was so, he wow. went there off the show, and he was so mad he literally took the Partridge.